Hi folks, and welcome to Bed Cat Bus, a conversation on podcast where four friends gather around a kitchen table to watch and review, or rank and review, whichever you prefer, <laughs> every single Studio Ghibli movie in chronological order. Um, I'm your host, Ali, and today I'm joined by Eddie. Hi. Abby. Hi. And Mark. I'm not a fan that you do me last. I'm yeah. normally last. You should Fine. get over it. No, it's the last couple of weeks. I've been last. Currently in my docket, it's Eddie, Abby, Mark, so I feel like well, that's the way it's going to be until okay, it well, gets changed. Hello. That's Mark. That's me. <laughs> um, so, this is the ninth um, episode of the podcast, the ninth movie we've uh, watched and ranked. Um, Whisper of the Heart. I forgot the name there slightly. Whisper of the Heart. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, the movie came out in uh, 1995. Um, I think we, most of us watched the, whenever it was, the early 2000s Disney dub. I watched it when it came out. Big fan of Japanese cinema. Oh, I loved it. Um, but kind of like interesting notes, I think, to make at the top before we do our usual kind of dive into the plot and talk about the things we liked and didn't like. Um, this was the first like theatrical release of a movie from Ghibli, not directed by Maizaki or Takahata. So it was made mm. by directed by um, Yoshifumi Kondo, um, and but it was the screenplay was written by yeah. um, Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, oh, because Ocean's Ways was like a TV. Was a TV movie exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting. Like it's a, it before, not to get too into it, but like it's a shame, obviously, because um, this was this was like them kind of prepping Kondo to be the kind of the next generation of, uh-huh. of Ghibli filmmakers, and then unfortunately he um, passed away a few years afterwards, oh. um, and he's only forty-seven. So this was kind of like the last movie. He made, oh, that's um, very sad. and like a side note here as well, which I think we'll probably cover when we do the movie. But um, when the Cat Returns came out in two thousand and three, um, that was like that's the next time someone else directed a movie that wasn't them. Obviously, it was a sequel. It's like a semi sequel to this, so it's yeah. so like nice. I think that movie was like a nice kind of homage mm. to him, a nice way to kind of remember him. But today, um, we're talking about Whisper of the Heart. Um, Whisper of the Heart. No, I don't think we're gonna do that. Oh, but it was in my head the entire movie. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but although that wasn't the only song that was in my head. <laughs> the song was actually in my head, which literally is like the first thing you hear when this movie starts. Is I want to call it West Virginia. I think it might be called Country Roads. Love it. Um, famously done by John Denver, although not at all in this movie. No. Well. Well, well, what are you we the Japanese language? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we started listening to the first one and it was singing, I was like, this weirdly sounds like Olivia Newton John. And at the end, when we watched yeah. the credits, crops up Olivia Newton John's name. And I'm yeah. like, you were, so ex- you were so excited by that. So excited. Um, yeah, the movie opens. It's, it's such a weird moment. Like, it just opens with country road. Like, you're just like, what, what is this? And I'm sure there were two people at this table that thought, yay, a Fallout film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, uh, uh. Although that that, I just, that song I now associate, it's just been, like, it's in everything. And it's, it's become a meme unto itself. So yeah, the, the movie opens with that song playing and we get this kind of, like, um, nice pan over um, Tokyo. Like, one of the first... Well, we had it in Ocean Waves to a certain extent and we get it at the beginning. Is it Tokyo? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, and it, I got the impression it was a little bit further out. I think it's one of the prefectures, but I'm fairly sure it is Tokyo. Yeah, because they, they say the song about um, concrete roads, Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, but this is like the first urban setting we've had. Um, re- only, like the first like true urban setting, I would say, because we had it in Only Yesterday, but she's in there for like a little bit and it's leaves. Um, and Ocean Waves, we get that they're that's like not, that's just not their little not. trip to the city. We, we didn't see that film. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> sees Scrubs it, Scrub it from their mind. Um, 
Yeah, and I like immediately it kind of like draws you in. It's got like a very um, like Pompoko was ninety was eighty nine, right or ninety one? So like very late eighties. This at ninety five to me felt like immediately like a super like nineties anime yeah. style. Yes. The Not- colors are really like soft. It's just like has this like fuzziness to it, mm. which I love. It even like kind of reminded me not even just of like a nineties anime, but like that kind of um, like clueless type of like start to like a high school film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like these cuts of like her going around her about her day, and I'm like, who's this girl? Yeah, I can't literally, wait to meet her. literally, it's so nice. And yeah, and then we we go from like those kind of like general scene setting things to going to like her. We see like inside her flat. Um, the, her. Um, we're introduced to the main character, um, Shizuku. Um, and we kind of like, yeah, like you say, we get this like glimpse of her morning routine. Um, she's kind of like, we've got down that she's this voracious reader. She's kind of like at the end of middle school, right? Or beginning of middle school. She's about to go into junior high. She's like four, 13, 14. Um, and yeah, it's just this really nice like opening kind of montage that I think sets the scene really well and mm-hmm. like, immediately introduced a character that I like already felt affection to. Um, and that's something that like carries on all the way through, right? She's like, great. She's adorable. Yeah, she's so adorable, and yeah, she, she's she like a, a nice middle ground between, like, half of the movie. I was like, why do I like her more than, um, Lap- not Lap- what's, what's she called? Like, what's the girl called in Lapita? Shit, <laughs> I don't think I know who Shit, Oh dear. I think I've no. got two. Boy? I've got Cheetah. Cheetah. We're all sat here in front, like, especially Mark and, books and I. Of We've notes. got books and notes that have all of the notes from all of the podcasts. Well, no. I can't even bother. Carson Sky with digital notes. I'll start with Grave the Firefly. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on my phone. <laughs> Anarchy in the podcast <laughs> studio. <laughs> But I kind of felt like Shita was kind of like a very boring one-note character. And like, obviously, Shizuku is no Kiki. She's not, in my mind, she's not up there with like how much energy she has. Yeah. But she is this really like charming mm-hmm. I think she's, character. I think she's really cute as well because it's, she's, it's obviously a coming page story, which we've seen quite a lot already with the Ghibli films. But she doesn't take herself too seriously. Yeah. Even though she has these like crisis when she's thinking about what she's going to do when she's older and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, it's still, like, she's still a teenager going through those times. It isn't so heavy like yeah. it is in Ocean Waves or um, Only Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. She just has a little bit more fun with it, or, yeah. like, the film has a little bit more fun with the idea of coming of age. Yeah, def- cool. definitely, definitely. Um, she's, like, and she's got, like, cool interests. Like, I don't know if you're going to get to this bit in a sec, but, like, writing parody pop song lyrics. Like, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not some, like, such a specific fun thing yeah. for someone to do. Uh, yeah, definitely. And like I'm talking about, so we get this, get we kind of get the scene of like her her morning routine. She gets up late. Her mom's like, "Why so late?" And then the mom is late. Yeah. Very funny. Her mom's like, "You're such a scatterbrain," and then instantly comes back in the house because you've forgotten her keys. I'm like, "Oh, Apple does not fall." Far yeah, I'm thinking like, you did that. A really lovely moment. Yeah, I thought the mum stuff was going to go further. I, it felt to me like they were going to hint, they were hinting at something about the mum not being very well. Mm. But then I think that's because I've watched. Grow the five lives, yeah, well, and um, Totoro as well. Where yeah. like there is an ill or a sick parent. Yeah, I got to a point. Um, so she goes to school. Um, you see a bit of her at school. She shares the lyrics. She does says her like parody lyrics. Can we talk about this though? Where is in this universe? Has she written that song? No. Or has she taken the well-known country road songs and written? Because the lyrics she writes at the beginning aren't parody lyrics, are they? They're a little bit off. They're they're, they're, they're a little, little bit off. Different. Yeah. They're, they're about, concerned. like, graduating and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know the lyrics of the original song well enough to be like, These is, this is the difference. There's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no um, 
West, West Virginia. No one's, no, one's talk about, no one says West Virginia in it. And no one says Mountain Mama, which is the thing other is, like, I think we were singing it so loudly. Yeah, we were. Every time we came on, we didn't actually hear what they said. But um, we did go through the whole film thinking it, she'd written it in this universe. For a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was only towards the end, I think, we were both like, oh, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't well, make sense. Yeah. Where someone else has played it, like, plays it. To yeah, her, to like, her. Oh, people know this song. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't, like, make it and also make it. Yeah. Oh, the, ba- the, the, the band of old guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he reads... <laughs> sorry, too far ahead. He, okay. read, he yeah. reads the lyrics and then sings the song. Yeah, yeah, he knows it, it, yeah. Yeah, well, um, we thought it would be funny um, that if she just, like, ripped off this, like, Western song and <laughs> nobody else knew it. Yeah. She's like, look at these amazing lyrics I wrote. It reminded me of... Um, you, have you guys seen Community? Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of um, in Community when Piers writes the school song and it's just that song by Billy Joel but about <laughs> Greendale. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, great job, Piers. Like, like, maybe everyone was just going along a bit to make her feel better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, she runs through the song with her friend. There's like a funny bit where she's like, um, her friend's like, the song's, this is really good. And she's like, no, nah, it's shit, it's too boring. Oh. It just made me laugh because it's just like, it kind of is a boring song. It's made me giggle. I love that about her. She's so like she's got that imposter syndrome, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. feeling like she's just good at something, yeah. and she doesn't feel like she yeah. is. And that's I'm such a good thing to portray in like a kid's yeah, story. absolutely, so, nice. so different, and so it, and it fresh. becomes like the central kind of theme yeah, of the movie, right? Um, I talking of like like talking about whether there was something that was going to happen with the mom or not. I did make a note at this point, like. She's got two parents and they're both around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh my god! Around. They're both, they're they're both nice. like. Yeah, I think they're both nice. I like them. They are a bit useless, though. Have you seen the stage of their house? I love that. That is a serious hiding. Again, that means... Full far. That's that. Oh, she's full, a bit yeah, exactly. She's so she's a so bit you know what they say? Apple full far. That house was full of apples. <laughs> um, it was full of umbrellas. There was four of them in that house. Oh, really? There was umbrella stand that had like at least six umbrellas in. Goodness me. Um, there's a bit because we're talking about it now. I'm just, like dump it in. There's so like at this point in the movie, there's a little bit later on. So she comes back from school. We see her like interact with her big sister. She's like hanging out with her room at her desk in front of the window. That big sister. In the rain in Tokyo. I'm watching it and I was like. Oh fuck! This is chill hop, chill hip hop. Yeah, yeah, study yeah, and relax yeah. to the movie, and then later on the movie, I was like, no, this. I've just seen the screenshot. Yeah. The gift of this film is something that they use in those YouTube thumbnails to the letter. That's yeah. niche. It's got niche. It's, no, it's, it's so I like, but, but it's Low so. Chill hop beats to study and relax. To, yeah. It's so like, <laughs> but it's such a relaxing, calming like movie for me. And like those bits in that in that tiny flat in her room, looking out the window where she's just writing and writing and writing, is something really like. Yeah. Mm, about it. And it's a really it. good it's a good score overall. Yeah, yeah, it's wicked. Mm-hmm. that bit yeah, when you're talking about the bit she's like keeps on saying like, about the guy who steals her book, like yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, stupid yeah. joke, stupid joke, yeah. and the music is like bling from Yeah, it's so good. It's very good. You said it reminded you of um what was it? Um, oh yeah. Funky town beats the study Exactly. Um just so annoying she is. She's such um, a good big sister, right? Like, yeah. I'm very happy that, like, I feel like for once the inf- environmental stuff wasn't like, oh my God, we're ruining this earth. It was like, yeah. stop buying plastic bags when you only have one item. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so nice. I was into that. It's a really cute, like, little nod to that stuff. Can we talk about the sister? Yeah, because just like, she just, well, she's supposed to be more like, 19 or 20 or something. Yeah, I think so. She's not at school anymore because she's, she's like moving out. She's going to get her own job. And I suppose like the reason she's probably being hard on her is because it's kind of reflecting her own life where yeah. she's like living at home but she doesn't want to be like she's sharing a bunk bed with her. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a bit well she's, she's just come back from 
college, doesn't she? She's mm-hmm. just come out from university because there's yeah. a bit where she says, later in the movie, she's like, if you don't study, you won't go to college. And then Suzuki's like, you went to college, look where it got you. And it's kind of like, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Well, on, re- on reflection, I do get the point of the sister. But, like, throughout when I watched it, I've literally just written here, what's her damage? Like, yeah. so, <laughs> such an 80s phrase. Like, literally, she's like, um, whinges that she doesn't do any cleaning. And then she starts cleaning. She's like, but you should be studying. Yeah. And she's just like, what there's, do you want to do? There's yeah. something really nice about their relationship, though. Like, I do yeah. think it's super oh, realistic. Yeah, it's like, very indicative of, like, what an actual big sister relationship yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, then we get, like, um, which I, let's assume that day is a Friday and, she, and Shizuki's not just, like, a truant. So the next day she wakes up and we get like this really, really good bit where um, she like, um, she gets like she's on the train to go to the library. Oh wait, I think we've missed a little bit where she's, they introduced the idea of like the, them the car, like being the like fancy oh, boys right. and yeah, stuff. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. So she, she's... Outside the play. Yeah, so before this, when they're at school. Schools, what's it called? Play. Like, play pitch. 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 <laughs> Welcome like, to what? our sports. No, 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 what is the sport? Land. It's like when you call it a costume instead of an outfit. Like a, I can't even think, kit. Football costume. Yeah, so there's a bit after school after they've been looking through the lyrics when she's with her friend, Yokio, who's like, oh, I've got a love letter from this boy. And like she's like, oh, really? And then she's like, yeah, I don't like him. I like this other boy. And it's like, who do you like? And like, Pure coincidence, by pure coincidence, the boy that she likes is the boy that, like, runs past and wants um, Shizuku to, like, grab throw from his bag. Yeah. Shizuku's very good at all of the scenes where she's just like, hey, like, she just doesn't care and she's very yeah. lovely. Calm down, bench former. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. so funny. Um, Does she also, before the train, discover the, like, that someone's been taking out? Yeah, so this, yes. this is this bit. That's so Yoshi gets annoyed that Shizuku is, like, quite forward and they leave. Um, they, they're, like, get up the, they get up the hill, which kind of is, like, the way to their house, and then Shizuku's like, oh, I left my book there, so she runs back down to the the playing field. She's a scatterbrain. And we get introduced very briefly to um, Seiji, the boy, we don't really know who he is, yeah. but yeah, um, I think earlier in that scene, or when she's at home, she's going for the library books that she's got, and she's like, because um, she needs to return them the next day, but that day when she's looking at the, she's looking through them, and she's like, oh, they've all been taken out by the same guy, like, who's this guy? And she starts to like, kind of make this like fantastical image of like her perfect guy who's been reading exactly the same books as her. Yeah. Um, it's like such like a teen like thing. Like yeah. I'm not even gonna say like a trope because it's just it's just real life of like seeing something more than once and like you're instantly like in this transformed world yeah. and you have such high hopes of this person mm-hmm. that you've never met. It could like very well be like either like a year seven kind of like eleven year old kid yeah. Or it's a school library, isn't it? Yeah. So it's probably not going to be yeah, an old yeah. man, but like. But it could be someone who checked the books out like 30 years yeah, ago. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like, she has such high hopes of him yeah, like that it. she like instantly like is in love with him and absolutely hates him. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah, she's it's already so got good. Like, such a preconception of him. Of who he's going to be, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was probably just a series of books. Which makes sense. <laughs> 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 volume one, volume yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the Um... Yeah, it's a really nice bit of characterization on her part because we kind of get this first inkling that like she's this hyper imaginative like kind of lives in this fantasy world, which obviously we see later on much more yeah. clearly. I wish we saw more of that throughout the film. Mm. That's my only thing. Well, I'm glad it was saved to the end, like a little. Like yeah, her imagination, her that... being so imaginative. Yeah. Yeah, there could have been more. Like there are. I read a really good piece. Um, I can't remember where it was. Basically talking about how this movie does a combination of like 
the Miyazaki home life stuff with Takahata's like uh, magical realism mm-hmm. and like how it has this blend of like moments of how long till we mention magical realism. Um, this blends of like there are these moments where it's like is it real is it not what does it mean like what does perception mean and it's really nice and yeah maybe we could the movie could have lent a bit more that way yeah. um, but I think but it does then I, but then I suppose like the, the only other story that I can think of on the top of my head that's similar to this in a way of like this young girl with quite a vivid imagination is Labyrinth but mm. in that sense like I suppose if we did see more of that you could, she could come across as a little bit just like like a wet leaf yeah she could like because like like leaf Wet leaf? Is that obviously no. wet, wet, wet blanket? Wet blanket? It's not wet wipe. No one is your only one that says wet wipe. She's a voice Um But like in that film, in Labyrinth, she comes across as a bit of sap, doesn't she? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you annoying little brother. So I'm glad she didn't come across <laughs> like that. Who's <laughs> that older girl in Labyrinth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> so we're all glad that this film wasn't Labyrinth. <laughs> 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 Oh, I've got a niche again. Welcome to Hearts Niche. Um, so, the next day, um, she has to go back to the library to return her books. Um, she gets on the train and, like, immediately is just, like, the best thing in the whole world because oh. sat next to her on the train is Moon, or Muta, whatever you prefer, this, like, a brilliantly fat cat. Oh, she's so... She does her. not care in the slightest about her, about her feelings or needs, <laughs> yeah. about anyone's feelings or needs. Um... Yeah, he's just he's just he so good. Card. He just like, <laughs> skips through the barriers. Doesn't care. He's probably like an oyster though. That cat. It's it's all very cute. But basically, he like gets off the train at the same time as her. He can clearly navigate his way around Tokyo's complicated train system, which I'm very impressed with. Um, it's just like very cute, and she kind of, which I think leans into this like like we're talking about like she is this overmatched person. She like has a clear job to do, and then she sees the cat, and she's like. But what if I just follow the camel day? And then it's like, like Miles. Yeah, it's, it's so that's kind of what I was thinking because we don't see how her imagination plays out. So her idea of adventure is following this cat. Like, but so she just follows it through the town and like we don't see any of that. And it's just like, God, you were bored before the internet was created. <laughs> no, I thought it was, but the cat is interesting. Like, it's a cat that can get, get the train and knows when to get off. Like, I mean, it's a cat that's been on a train. At this point, you have no idea if it knows what it's doing. Exactly. Like, it could have just got on and off by pure chance. Mm. Like, cat that's just on the train, it's going to be all panicking. Yeah, it's yeah, it was really that calm. It's a very and this and is knowing a, where it knows where to go. It goes to bloody that dog. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, I mean, this is like a super dog. redundant thing to say, but it's a very like Ghibli style of adventure in this Ghibli <laughs> movie, right? Like, of course, the Ghibli protagonist is going to follow a cat around the city and up a hill. Like, it just mm. it's just super cute <laughs> to an antique shop, exactly. Um, and yeah, we follow the cat, and there's a great bit where it's yeah, it's sat on the fence for a little bit, just wagging its tail in front of the dog. Um, it's, it's so good. And yeah, and then she she gets to the antique shop, and yeah. I think she can't. Is it is it locked, or she goes straight away? She goes, she goes in. It was open. That she time. sees the Baron on the table. Oh yeah, good old Baron. Oh, so good, oh. I love the Baron. So- Here's a fun fact: I've seen the Cat Returns, but I've never seen this film. Yeah, same. So and I was I've like, oh. Cat Returns. Yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah, we, did, we didn't say it front, but yeah, really yeah, like not this. This is a movie that I hadn't seen before. Hmm. Yeah, um, this one, but I've seen the same as you. I've seen, I've seen the characters. Seen the sequel, is it? Yeah. The characters is much bigger. Yeah. It's not a sequel as such as it is. No, it's, it's, it's a spiritual yeah. sequel. And the characters was is a much canonically like much bigger Ghibli movie than this is. Well, because the thing is like. For me, wanting more and more like magical stuff, and when we got it later, it was amazing. But like a lot of it with that cat, I was like, I want that cat to come alive. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I want that cat to come alive. I want that like because I thought it was gonna be a completely realistic film, and for, it pretty much is apart from my imagination. But I was like, 
please make that cat get along. Yeah. So when I found out later that it was going to be a sequel all about that good cat, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Are there any films like that? That it's like in the Ghibli sequel or... is well known. No, like just generally. Like okay. I don't think there's many where like the sequel is more like spiritual sequel uh, okay. is more well known than its predecessor. I mean, there are, there are movies like um... well, we might not know. That's the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, Jurassic Park is actually a sequel. Chronicles of Riddick, much bigger than Pitch Black. Yeah, yes. yeah. that is actually oh, true. That's, that's great. <laughs> Terminator show. Two. No, yeah. it can't be one that's got like two in the title. Surely. Yeah, true. But Terminator 2 is, a, was like, is like a much more widely regarded movie yeah. than the first one, right? But it's still well known in terms yeah. because of Terminator 2. She gets to the antique shop, um, she, see, like, we, we, she sees the Baron out the corner of her and like, immediately catches her eye, which is super cute. She like stares at him and then he like winks, but it doesn't, obviously doesn't actually wink in real life. It's like, a, it's again, isn't it? it's this, again, like, playful on how much her imagination is kind of like running away. Um, and then the good old man comes in. He's really nice and really cute. Oh, he's a really nice He's such a good old man. Yeah. He's like up there with um, Grandpa Tom or whatever he was called in Laffita as like just good old, oh, well, good old man. And these rocks, movies. big Debbie. Oh, yeah. He loves rocks as well. <gasps> oh, oh God. God. Shed you. Shed you. I'm going to, oh no, I don't want to jump in. Okay, don't. Yeah, we, we've, got it, we've got it in your hand. Okay, don't worry. Okay. That always happens at the end, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, he looks cool. like a tasty old man. We're going to put him in video games. <laughs> 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 so yeah, after seeing the Baron, um, she notices the clock. Um, which has this cool, like, um, this really detailed face on it, and it has, um, like, a sheep in one corner, um, and then he kind of winds up, and it, and it, like, tells this really, like, cute love story of a, a prince that falls in love with a woman who's actually a sheep. Uh, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's kind of... But she, like, she only becomes a magical fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On one night when the moon is full or something, yeah. and he always comes out to see her. Yeah. It's always that lost love. Yeah. Reference that isn't niche, and is actually relevant to this podcast, for once. Thanks, Mark. Um, the clock Thanks face that. has Porco Rosso. Yeah, it does. Mm. This is the one of the few movies um, that has a dedicated section in its Wikipedia page to give like other Ghibli references, which I thought was kind of unneeded because this is the movie where I noticed them the most because they're so like the clock is, says Porco Rosso on it, and she has a, a statue of Kiki behind her, and like yeah. it's very. Is that the here's witch? The thing. Yeah. I thought that was just a witch. I th- I think it's supposed to be a nod to Kiki. It yeah, definitely. It's not actually a statue of Kiki, but like you know what I mean. It's it's there and it's a witch. Um, so yeah, she like um, sees this like a very cute fairy tale play out, um, and then she like as she's leaving the shop, um, who pulls up on his bike? Oh, but gosh. bloody Seiji, the boy that was kind of teasing her about her poem earlier in the movie, and on the back of his bike is that good good cat, which is very mm-hmm. cute. And the cat is still just sat there like he's amazing. Just not doing anything. Just, just so like great cat. Yeah, just not nonplussed. Very nonplussed. It's like the omniscient narrator of this. It's yeah. just kind of always there. Like, <laughs> That's hey. Yeah, I mean, it's not, he's not a very good one. <laughs> Unreliable, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that, that, that's kind of, and then I think she leaves there, but she goes home. Um, and, and then she goes to, she goes to, she goes the, to library, the library, which is actually what she came Oh, from. right, yeah, yeah. And her dad works there. And she's right? like running through yeah. the streets and she's like so flippant. She really gets run over. Yeah, and like, did she ever watch that hedgehog safety video? Oh, you know? I wonder, yeah. I wonder if in, in Japan if it's a um, raccoon dog. Yeah, maybe. So they're at the library, and that's when he has her outburst as well. Oh, yeah. oh right, because it, that's when she finds out that he's the guy, right? Because mm-hmm. she sees the she sees the, the no. sign on the on the antique shop, mm-hmm. and then no, at the library later. she doesn't know that she's she she doesn't she sounds like a man band. Uh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, she's just like imagining, 
It's like, oh, what if no, it's him? No, it's not him! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The library's underground, but yeah, she still doesn't know it's him. Um, yeah, this is, like, a, again, I think it's a really, good bit, a really good moment of, like, the characterization that she's just, like, really fun to watch on screen. Yeah. She's yeah. so, like, energetic and just, yeah. And there's a really, like, odd bit where the dad's, like, you spent all your time reading, and, like, says the guy works in a freaking library. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a really, is really nice that he works in the library. Of course he works in the library, that's why she... Yeah. Yeah. Time. It's get really out, sweet. Get your head out of those books. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come on um, work. <laughs> books. There's a there's a bit here as well where it starts it starts to rain, which like I didn't I only want to mention because it's just like super pretty. Like I love an anime where things rain. It's just like trite, but it just is gorgeous. Like it's animated in such a lovely way. Um, and then I think the next thing that happens is that she goes they're back at school. Yeah. And isn't that isn't it this moment then she goes to the school library and she finds out that he's the guy. No, he does. She finds out later because he's told her some. I think he's told her last his last name at the moment, and it's not until they perform for with the, oh, with right, the old yeah, band, yeah. band, and then they have that argument because she's like, "You're this person," yeah, and mm. the old man band are like, "Okay, yeah, yeah because her and Seiji like hang out that night, don't they? After yeah. after the library, and then the they become friends around. because at school the next day, everyone is like. Oh my god, were you hanging out with the boy last night? And then, like, I'm just writing teens, am I right? Because they're so, like, <laughs> they're such teens, it's yeah. so good. Um, and, like, it's still better than Ocean Waves. This one scene is still better than Ocean Waves. Yeah. It's like, at this yeah. point, I wrote, fuck Ocean Waves. Yeah, I wrote still better than Ocean Waves at this moment because it's just like, <laughs> they're just good teens. And I also wrote that girl who eats and talks, eats while she talks and waves funny. That's me. <laughs> There's just like a really funny one of Shaduka's friends is like agreeing with her but with her mouth full of me, like, <laughs> and then. As waving the, out the window. Yeah, the like, out, oh, as she's leaving oh, out the window, she like waves with her whole arm. Yes. It's very yeah. cute. It's so weird. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's some weird... Okay, so like my memory's kind of like a bit fuzzy here, as you can probably tell, because there's a lot of like teen stuff, where mm. um, the boy that Yu-Gi-Oh likes... Actually, Yu-Gi-Oh's fuckboy, that's what I'm saying. Shade. Um, he actually wow. likes Shizuku, right? Yeah. Um, and so Shizuku tells him... Like he should go and date, like like he should date her, or he he comes up to Yukio and says, um, "You should go out with the other guy. You should go out with my friend." You and she's like, she's all pissed off because like she obviously likes him. Yeah. Um. At this moment, I wrote the boy that Yukio likes wants to date his friend, and he's dumb and they're dumb. Where's that cat gone? Because the cat was (laughs) at this moment in time. The cat was just so much more interesting than these teens. Um. Again, still better than Ocean Waves, even though it's slightly confusing. But I like the way that is where the teens are like. Oh, I didn't know that she liked me. And like, yeah, it's, I like that. Yeah, it is. It's very like. Oh, it, I didn't know that you liked me, and you didn't know that she liked. Yeah, it's very. It it's feels very, again. It feels like grounded in a way that. And um, it's also yeah, like really good teen drama that isn't based on like girls do this and boys do that. It's not that yeah. we're just in the same boat, like yeah, there's being not, weird there's not with a each lot, other. There's not a lot of weird gender stuff in this movie, which is quite nice. That makes a change, like compared to, even things like Pompoko. Like mm. there's just not a lot of that. Mm. Which I'm like, oh, that's mm. quite into. Um, yeah, that's a very good point. Again, yeah. Um, so kind of like this, this happens. Um, she goes back to the antique shop, I think, again, right? Am I missing something? Feel free to jump in. But like my next kind of set of notes are that um, yeah, she no, goes back right. to the she goes back to the antique shop. Mm-hmm. Because she's sulking around the city for yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. Few montage scenes. Yeah, which is very nice to look at. Yeah, like, yeah, very it's pretty, gorgeous. But yeah, by to around Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then she. <laughs> She goes back to the shop, she can't get in, and she like sits down with the cat outside yeah. and like hangs out and talks to the cat, which is really nice. Um, and then Seiji turns up and he's like, I can like show you in because she, she comes to see the um, family. Yeah. And then she's like, um, he's like, oh, this cat doesn't like 
anyone and you get to pet him. That's very nice. Yeah. The thing that I did note here is like, again, it shows off imagination because like she ha- holds an entire conversation with the cat and like imagines yeah. what he does and imagines what he would say back. And it's just very like, it's just, again, indicative that she's a storyteller, which obviously is kind of like her whole jam. Um, it's interesting actually that like we don't get, so like we're now two thirds of the way through the movie probably I would say. And like we still haven't actually, there's still not much plot going on and yeah. there's still not much like, the thing that we find out about her and him only kicks in like at this moment, which I think is quite interesting. Um, at this point, it the name of the film makes about as much sense as Ocean Waves did. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Sagey arrives and like lets her in the back of the antique shop so she can like look around. I can't remember whether she's come to borrow the Baron at this point or was it later on? Later, yeah, later I think on. Yeah. Starts to write the book. So Sagey shows her around um, and kind of like as they're going through the back entrance, they're like in his um, like woodwork shop. Like, that's where it's kind of revealed that, like, oh, he's, like, a kind of craftsman and, like, loves making violins. He's casually making a violin. I know, so, so casual. Because, so, yeah, it doesn't... Right. They come in and he just, like, sits down at his yeah. bench and starts carving yeah, a violin. You can come into my house. I've got work to do. Yeah. I'm doing my violin. Um, also, I'm not very good at it. Yeah. But also his ten. Yeah. But, it, no, he taught a class Yes, to yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll just teach a class if you can't make violins. Um, and like, can't make violins. Teach <laughs> <laughs> and this is the moment in the movie that like it, it the, the kind of like theme that we were talking around earlier about like creativity and whether she, what she wants to do and the kind of like really comes to the, kind of the front right because he is like talking about his passion which is making violins how he wants to go off and do that she's kind of like immediately enthralled with the idea that like she's like oh my god it's amazing like mm. you thought of a violin and you brought a violin to the world and like this idea around like the power of imagination and kind of like what you can conjure with your mind and the things that you could, like, the possibilities in front of you if you kind of harness that power. Mm. Um, which I think is, like, obviously just, like, a gorgeous sentiment. It's so lovely. Yeah. And there, even though it's at this moment, we kind of, we, I think we kind of get the inkling that she wants to write or she has this power of imagination, right? And she sees a link between... Yeah, crises begins. Yeah. yeah. I feel sees... like at this point it's kind of more like, oh, God, this boy knows exactly what he wants to do with his life. Right. I have yeah. absolutely no idea. What am I good at? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. And you... Now, I just want to be like, chill, you're 15, you've got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, I know I was having panic attacks, they were like, oh, GCSE yeah. course works, so yeah. I have yeah, no, she, I'm in no place to Yeah, talk. you're totally right. Yeah, this yeah. is the moment where she got kind of freaked out. But and also, then, and then you don't chill, because 10 years later, you'll still be having those panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so please chill, you just conserve your energy. Because, um, yeah, it's this moment that, like, he says, oh, like, you are talented, I read your lyrics to... Um, <laughs> Uh, West Virginia take me home, um, which is very funny. Uh, and then, she, and then he he starts singing it, or starts playing it on the starts violin. It, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like I bet you'll know this one. Oh yeah, um, and then we get, and we get like the, the like best scene, right? Best yeah. scene. Best, best scene. Well, I think best scene of any of the Gilly movies I've seen. Wow, that was a big, better than um, when the old men turn into dragons and stuff in Pompoko no, because yeah. that was I pretty good. Better than like, eating half I, an egg. Yeah, I was just saying, like, <laughs> the cat bus bouncing his way across the sea. It is well, good. I mean, just good, explain that expression you did for the audio listeners. I was just like, uh, had my hands up. Like that emoji like, that's like, yeah. the hands up outside of your face. A big, big grin. Just the whole the scene. Grin. The well, add it to the show notes, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> the title of this episode is just going to be that emoji. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, grand, the, grand, the granddad and his friends, his two friends, are they in a Love relationship? Who knows? Of them? Who knows? But yes, that is the, the our head cannon. Um, they come in through the house. They're like, "Oh, what's going on?" They come upstairs and they like jump into the scene with like a cello and another so violin good. and like a flute. No, no, so no, 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 he has a banjo. Oh yeah, he has the big. 
Banjo. 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 I think, that's, I think that's the banjo one. One of the guys changes instrument like three, three times. Because that's when I that's wrote. That's so, such a good scene. That's when I wrote in my notes. Pied Piper, fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just such a lovely moment. And like, it's, it's, and then as we, like, to loop back round, they play the song together, everyone's cheering. It's West Virginia Country Road, Take Me Home. It's so good and hilarious again to hear the song back. At this point, already like the fourth time we've heard this, movie, <laughs> heard this song. Yeah. This is the point where I was like, because at first I thought this must be the song they're using for the American version. Oh, right, right, right. Or the Western version, and it must have been a different song. But at this point I was like, I know it's probably just... It's just part of it. Lo- someone loves this song, clearly. And this is where she finds out he he's the mystery. That Sage is the boy. Because yeah. at, because she's, when she sees the surname originally outside the antique shop, yeah. which is the granddad's surname, she's like, oh, phew, it can't be you that's taking out my library books. Yeah. And then she's like, wait... Is it you? And like, I just was so pissed At this point, off. we're like all staring at screen, like, yeah, obviously, babe, it's definitely him. Like, um, yeah, and then she gets again irrationally angry, I see. So She's angry. She's like, you ruined a great night by <laughs> so having a father. I had yeah. such, much, so much fun. And, and then she's like, immediately okay. It's very strange because, like, clearly she's gotten over the fact that he was being a jerk. She doesn't like him because she kept, he kept on teasing her. They had this really nice time. And then she realises they have a similar taste in yeah. books, and that's what gets her. She's just she's she's all awkward, like, creepy person. Oh. Yeah. You know those teen feelings where you find out someone has the same interest as you and you hate them? <laughs> all those teen feelings were repressed. Classic teen feelings. Teen feelings. I don't want a teen feeling. Smells like teen feelings. Because it's this moment that she like storms off home, um, and then her annoying sister is there. Right, oh, and this is when she has the conversation with her sister about, um, like, what do you want to do when you grow up, and like, not understand, like, not kind of. Um, her sister's like, take exams, go to high school, and then everything's decided. Like, it's fine, just kind of just walk the normal path. Um, and this is kind of sad, but we obviously know that she's not. That's like not who she is, not what she wants to do. But it's, yeah, I think that's like the kind of central idea is like understand. To what extent does she understand herself and like her relationship with this guy who has this clear passion, mm-hmm. kind of gets her mind worrying about the things that she she wants to do right mm. um and then so i, I might get my notes jump around a bit here I feel, uh, the way i've got i haven't got like step-by-step notes but there's the bit in my notes where they go um to school the next yeah. day yeah. and what's the guy's name seiji seiji turns up at her class oh and yeah and everyone goes fucking it's no. so funny oh, my yeah it's so funny and like it's really really accurate for like how kids of 11 or 12 like you just did react like that to any sort of yeah. like like the whole brand. anything rom- anything like romantic or just like a, a boy talking to a girl he will freak out yeah. and it is very very so funny yeah. um yeah like, and, and Sorry, to like the extreme. Like, it's one thing them going wild, 
but they follow them up to oh, the yeah. roof and they're just stood <laughs> waiting outside till they spill over yeah, it's outside. So it's so funny. Night, That's then. also like a very like Ghibli thing of like a lot of people being stuck in a very yeah. small place <laughs> like, until they tumble out. Yeah. Yeah. Like World War Z, like, <laughs> Yeah, because so the, yeah, the, right. So they go to the roof, don't they? And yeah. the kids follow up the stairs, and it's raining again. And again, it's very pretty. Um, and Seiji says, like, oh, I've got good news. That I want to tell you first. I'm going to Italy for two months. Mm. Um, and again, like, very what's, miscalculated, <laughs> Seiji. Yeah, but what's really nice about this thing is that Shizuku is not like. Um, like openly heartbroken begging him to stay she's like really excited for him she's like isn't she she's yeah, like really yeah, yeah, happy yeah. and I thought it was a really nice like to be fair I was going to say good because yeah. she's only just met him properly yeah yeah, yeah. Like, but you can, ima- you can imagine yeah. a, you can imagine a, a, the bad trope version of this story right yeah, where true. that's not what happens um, but he is this when he admits that he's yeah. the one like taking the books out to try and get her attention like he like sat next to her oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah admits that he like was taking books out deliberately before her how can you deliberately take a book out before someone else <laughs> yeah else? He's, a, he's a precog <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like you're saying maybe it's the um, it is a series of books and he's just like one ahead of her <laughs> <laughs> deliberately and then but she yeah she just has like a quiet cry yeah so yeah. he like soon yeah. like, goes back inside to scare off the like the horde of children yeah. and she just like has a like quiet cry and then she's like okay cool but she commits right she says like okay you're going away for two months to develop a skill because he's like I'm going to see if I'm good enough basically right mm. and she's like if I'm not I'm, my parents aren't going to do it yeah which is <laughs> lethal um, and then she's like okay that sounds like basically that sounds like a good idea maybe I should set myself a similar goal like yeah. what can mm-hmm. I achieve in two months oh, she has more goals than I I know it's, it's yeah. super impressive um so she, and she wants to test herself to see whether she's like capable of writing a book and then it's I still think this is weird that it's this moment she's like I want to be a writer by the way yeah. BT Dubs that's what I actually want to do and like oh okay that makes a lot of sense that's why you're telling lots of stories and reading so much and like it's kind of like it's a nice puzzle piece that kind of falls into place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has me down your throat yeah exactly nice we don't see her like writing lots of you know what I mean it, it's yeah. just like yeah it's really kind of Elegantly handled. Yeah. Or she's just a bit lazy and she just hasn't done much. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah. oh, actually, I could probably do this, which I can relate to. Yeah, same, yeah. honestly. I think any sort of kids, you're just like, I'm going to try this for a week. Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to do this. And like, you just do different things don't you? and then see which one sticks. Yeah. yeah. There's um, there's a really nice scene. After, like, I'm just going to jump ahead because I really liked it. A scene after this when she goes back to the antique shop um, and she's looking at the Baron. And yeah. this is the scene when Grandpa is like, take, like, use the Baron's inspiration, like, take him with you. Yeah. Um, and he brings out um, the geode and like talks her through oh. this idea of like um, it, you know it's so it's unpolished sweet. and rough on the outside but inside it has this incredibly rare gem that can like bring light and joy and like it's this really powerful thing but you, but you, but to get to it you have to like polish it, polish it and work away at it and like yeah. build it and develop it and, like, it's just so, it's so deftly handled like this is a kids movie that like literally just nails like ideas around creativity so well like it's so like so relatable I think at any age at this point from the moment mm-hmm. anyone who's ever had like, like a passion so a passion that you've tried to like develop or build or like a, a creative skill that you want to hone it's so easy to kind of put it to one side right put it on the shelf and not kind of actually try it's so easy mm-hmm. like we all do it we all kind of say next week next month or, or, or maybe it's more than that maybe it's like with her it's fear of Failure, right? It's like it it's is very looking stupid. Yeah, it's, mm. it is imposter syndrome. It is. I'm worried that I'm not good enough at this right now, so 
I'm not going to put myself out there to try and, and develop it at all. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's just like beautifully handled and it's such a lovely, simple metaphor that just like is really weighty. She has a very good line where she's like, but what if I do try and I just end up being a rock? What and if I'm, I'm just rubbish? a rock? And then like a slight pause, the old man doesn't really have an answer for it. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to try anyway. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. Very I've, I've got that line written down, what if I'm just a rock? Because I think it's it's like a gut punch of a line. Like it's so loaded. And um, um, it's, that's cute because like, their relationship between her and the old guy is just like so sweet. And she, she's like, I'm going to write a story. And he's like, once you finish your story, can I be the first to read it? And it's just like very cute. And I was a bit scared that the old car was gonna die at this point. Yeah, there's, oh there's a bit. There's a bit. Late, there's a bit later on um, when she does read it to him, and he's sat by the fire and he's asleep. And I was yes. like, Oh my god, is he dead? Oh my god, is he dead? And then he's like, Oh, it's just napping. Yeah, it's so and then it's like, yeah, because he's like dreaming of his old wife. Or yeah. The yeah. yeah. So like, he gives to the Baron as like inspiration to write her story. It's this moment that we get. As she's leaving the antique shop with Baron, we get the this like the incredible, incredible first like really magical kind of like surreal yeah. moment in the movie. She gets to the top of the hill. She's looking out across um, the prefecture of Tokyo that they're in, and it all just transforms into this like mm-hmm. fantastical, pearlescent, pink, green, blue like landscape that just like rolls and has these like floating islands. And there's like a, a really like wild. Um, sorry, I'm like gushing a little bit because I love this moment <laughs> and the way it's illustrated. There's a really, really cool thing that he says, which I think is like super good sci-fi, where he's like, um, oh, this world is weird. Um, Things that are further away look bigger than they they are, and things that are closer look smaller than they are, which is obviously like the opposite of the way that sight works. Mm. Um, It's just like a really cool idea. She's like, oh my God, those mountains are huge. And he's like, no, they're really small. When we get to them, you'll see how small they are. Like, it's a really clever, like, it's just a really cool thing. Like, this bit is like kind of what I wanted for the whole film, but. I've been waiting for it, but then when I watched this sequence, because it was so short and so magical, I was kind of very satisfied by it. And I was reading somewhere that this was one of the first Ghibli films, probably actually it might be the first Ghibli film to be digitally oh, really? created, or oh, wow. parts of it were, so that they could actually do a lot more with the fantasy sequences. It did, it did have a very distinct look to it. Those whole all like the way that that world, world is like rendered did look very different. I mm. felt like like that pearlescentness, which is like. The only word that I can think to describe what I mean is like it did look unique. Like the way the colours blend is yeah. was very would make, would make sense if that was a digital scene. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Yeah, it was really it was really cool. Um, yeah, and, and all this happens like again before Sage actually goes to Italy because um, we the next thing we get is a really lovely scene which I really like, which is them in the library. Like she's yeah. in the library reading and like he comes over and yeah. he sits there for a minute and then she looks up and she notices him and he's like, oh, I should like I'm going to Italy tomorrow. Um, but I just wanted to like hang out with you a little bit. She's like, oh, like, oh no, I'll do stuff. And he's like, no, just like, it's fine. Keep read, like, keep reading, keep writing. I'm just gonna like hang out here. It's it's impressive that he goes to like violin making school <laughs> at the age of this ambiguous age that he is. Especially, and like, there's a bit where when he says that, Zuka's like, well, what school? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just gonna go and make violins in Italy, I guess, which is very impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so at this point, um, he he goes off to Italy. She like sets herself this two month goal. Mm-hmm. Um, starts writing this story and we get a couple of these amazing scenes with her and the Baron who we've somehow gone this whole podcast without actually describing as a giant anthropomorphic cat in a co- hat a coat and tails or whatever you call yeah, it and like a bow tie cosplay, it's so good it. it's so it's so good if you told me at the beginning of this movie oh you see that really cute fat cat that's only going to be your second favourite cat in this movie <laughs> I would have been like 
fuck off. <laughs> Not actually. I love that cat with all my heart. Whoa! <laughs> Early, earlier hypothetical me was right. I love this cat way more. Um, he's just so good. I thought like this great British accent. It's just hilarious. Um, Fly with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like so fan- it's so fantastical. Um, and it's such a like it's like this is what her mind can do, like let loose and like unleash. It's like this crazy story. <laughs> and just is this the point where she starts seeing more like cat people running around? I think she has an uh, There's like another there's like another another fancy another imagination fantasy. moment where they're like well that's when we get introduced to the cat version of Louise. Um, where the Baron is like yeah. describes the world that he used to live in with all these cool like cat shops. And then Yeah, yeah. it looks like Victorian oh, England. So but yes. like with a lot more flowers and yeah. cats. It reminded me of um this is you want to talk about uh, Mark's niche corner. Mm-hmm. There is a um I think I might mention this in another podcast. So I'm sorry if I have. In the early nineties, Studio Ghibli made an animated version of Sherlock Holmes called Sherlock Hound with anthropomorphic what? dogs. Just in case really? you didn't know, twenty one episode season. Why are we not including um, that? Sherlock Hound. Studio Ghibli. Yeah, they're called Sherlock Hound. It's a, I mean it's a, it's like in the, all the ways that these movies are not really kids movies. Like Sherlock Hound is an absolutely kid show. But it's great, and it's like do that set, in a bonus episode. set in Victorian London. Like what type of dog is it? They're all kinds of dogs. Yeah, um, Watson is like a big fluffy, like big fluffy dog. Like like a um, old English sheep dog. Like a Scot, like a like a Scottish Highland, ter- like a oh, Scottish okay. Highland Terrier. Okay. But well, Sherlock has got to be like basset kind of dog. He's no, he's like, like, kind of like, like, a, like almost like a foxy kind of dog. He's like big with like a long nose. It's very cute. But this reminded me of that in that it was Victorian had anthropomorphic animals walking around. Now I want to watch Basil the Great Master Detective. Oh, that's what I'm glad I'm not. But you should all watch Sherlock Holmes. I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about the dogs from Aristocats. Mm. Aristocats. The dogs in Aristocats? It's not Aristodogs, is it? Yes. When the cats get stolen... And there's the two Spoilers. dogs. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's so good. There's a dog, and he's like, there's a squeaky cheese. Everybody wants to be a cat. Um, so, um, Sage goes to Italy. She's spending a lot of time writing the book, like we said. Um, there's like a really, we suddenly like, I kind of like, at this point, maybe it's kind of, you kind of forget about her home life and like her parents and her whole family deal. But that's still going on. Yeah. And her parents are a bit like, what, like they get her grades and obviously she's like failing everything because she's not doing any work and she's just writing stories oh, and they are good. they are justifiably like what you, what's what going on are you okay but they've also not been doing much to try and stop it yeah I feel like the sister's the only one that's like you really need to shape up because the parents are just like oh I forgot my umbrella oh I work <laughs> in the library oh, well, I, I, lives as well. yeah I love the dad lives, your life doesn't stop just because you've got no your life changes I love the dad he has those cool arm cuffs he smokes yeah and it's cool well, to begin with I thought, house. I thought he was a bad dad I thought we should have had a new part of the podcast where we had bad yeah dad, you were like can we insert a bad dad's bit there's a good bit of food during this bit first oh yeah food uh, she well it's a weird bit is it the cat food no, well, oh, unless it is cat food, so I don't know doing? what it was. Well, welcome to Food Do Give Me, the food podcast on this podcast. Thank you. Um, when she's like writing in her room and she just sort of gets like a. Uh, oh, she has like some Mikado out. Weird. No, she does have the Mikado. The Mikado! I want the Mikado now. Yeah, me. But she just like has like a weird wrapper and she gets her just like, I've written down a nondescript beige stick of food stuff. Like, mm. We were like, is it a wafer? 
I thought it might be just like a stick of tofu. It was just like very. <laughs> that's the one thing I would say about this movie is that there were lots of moments in it where I was like, I wish I could see what that food was. Yeah. Like they have a lot of dinners at home that I'm like, and they've got loads of little bowls. Like, is there miso soup in there? What's going on? Yeah. It looks good. There's a good bit of food later on. Good bit. Oh, it's so good. Is it the ramen? It's the ramen that he makes with those yeah. like big like udon noodles. And, and I've just written so Return good. of the Egg. <laughs> Return of the Egg. Yeah, I did, we did say this is another egg. Fake. That food looks good though. The, the noodles. <laughs> did not say that. We did say, hey, I turned to you, Abby. I said, Abby, this is another egg. This is another egg. That there on screen is an egg. Do you see that egg? That's another one. Um, but I, the, so we can. That, that scene I really like. It's in the food you um, That's in the food you give me, but I do want to talk about that, those eggs and noodles, so I'll oh, come back to it. Um, so, basically, the question is like, can she make it on her own? Is it worth committing all of her time to like pursuing this project? Her parents are like a bit unsure, but then she like explains it to them, I guess, every dinner, yeah. and they're kind of just like, okay. Yeah, very weird. Like, yeah. no matter how liberal your parents are, yeah. they're going to be like, yeah, just fuck off school for two months. Yeah, I know. Finish Write your novel. Finish school. Well, yeah. then they're, they're like, yeah, that's fine. But if you fuck up, it's all on you. Yeah, they, yeah. She was like, why? Yeah, because like, she has no sense of responsibility because she's thirteen so or whatever. Parents should be making that decision. Yeah, yes. Bad um, dads. Okay, no. And bad moms, but not in the family. Not bad dad, right? No, the bad dad like drove that, and, the and he like, started smoking, sure? and the mum was like. Can you not smoke? And he goes, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so good. funny. He is a bad dad. Bad, um, bad. Is that bad Santa? Um, but it's a, it is. A, I think it's it's unrealistic, right? Like uh, very few people's parents are going to be like, yeah, don't go to school for two months. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. It is. It's sweet and allows us to indulge in this idea that you, and, like she can be a writer right now. It's just lovely. It can um, also be that like she, the parents are letting her come to her own conclusion. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a, that's a, like a more responsible read on, on the kind of their actions. There's um, a point where she is walking down the street after having written for a bit, and she just goes, ah. I love being a writer. Oh, <laughs> I'll write my next two. Yeah, so no one ever. Yeah, true. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there are some like good meme moments in this in this movie, um, and some very good like hip hop moments to chill oh, yeah. to, um, including him making the violin. Him making the violin sat at a woodworking bench. I was like, I watched that for three hours. That's Damn right, I would. That's a low point. Endless. Low yeah. point hip hop to make violins. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, she finishes her story. She goes back to the grandpa at the antique shop because he said to her like, "Come back, I want to be the first he trades her back the Baron, the cat, for the privilege of being the first person to read the book. Just, again, like we said, so sweet. Um, and he says, promise me you'll po- polish your story well. Oh. Very, very He's cute. such a good grandpa. Good night. Yeah. I want him to be my grandpa. Mm. Um, yeah, she, it's, it's really adorable because she comes in and she like, gives him the book. Um, he's, in, he's asleep. He's asleep. He, I thought he was dead. dead. He Not wasn't dead. dead. Um, and then there's like a cute moment where he, she's like, um, he's like, oh, I'll read it. Like later, she's like, "No, I want you to read it all right now." Yeah. But I don't want to be. She's like, yeah. "Read it all right now, but not in front of me. I'm gonna leave." <laughs> like, Tell me when you, and she just sits outside. Yeah, in the she cold like falls, with the cat. Us, oh, falls asleep outside. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, she's very cute. Yeah, and lo and behold, the grandpa loves the story that she's written. Yeah, um, which he's is really... got some critiques of it. He's still like, "You need to edit it now." Yeah, and it's like, "Oh, the editing process." Yeah, is also... he's basically like, cries, and I was like, "I felt that." <laughs> <laughs> He's basically like, you're 13. It's fine. It's 13 year old. But it's, really lo- it's a really lovely moment. And, and like, she shares this story with him, the book that she's, he, she's written. And he like reciprocates by telling her the story of the real Louise, the woman that he met when, in, in Germany, 
who's like the namesake of the Baron, the cat statues. Twice. All of this. I'm um, so we have some flashbacks to him in Germany. Yeah. It's a really like nice classic. Like, oh, did you want some war in the Ghibli movie? We're going <laughs> to give you a little bit of war in the Ghibli movie. Um, yeah, and it's just really sweet. And and how him and Louise first met in Germany. Um, that he they find the Baron together with. Um, with Louise, or it's part of a pair. Yeah. Louise is off being fixed or something. Oh, yeah. So he's like, I want to buy this cat. And then the shopkeeper's like, no, there's a second cat. And they're like, great, we'll buy her too. And then she doesn't end up getting fixed until he has to he's leave. gone back. And then the wall breaks out. She's been tired oh, out. The cats. They're fixing the eyes. Oh. I thought you meant human eyes. Kim and Louise, no cat Louise. Sees the Baron and says it's part of a pair, and you think that I thought you meant the woman was going away getting fixed up because she was ill. So yeah, it's a really long moment. We get this kind of like story from the grandpa about um, a bit of his history again, like romantic stuff, and like you know the idea is that he was going to come back um, to Germany find her and they would get married once they had the, once they had the two statues Aww. together um, we're going to get like a hint of like commitment and creativity which obviously comes again at the end um, it's just like a really lovely moment and then she goes home and she wakes up in the middle of the night and to you know she's written the book it's been two months and it's like the day that Sage gets back and he's outside her door outside oh, the window yeah. so cute it's just, and he's like I've been out here for years <laughs> waiting for you to wake up creepy <laughs> I can't believe you're awake at the same time. It's very cute. It's so cute. Going back to sleep, it's early. It's it's it is early. <laughs> it's early and very cute. Um, and that's kind of it, right? Like unless I'm missing something. No, they go on the, oh, they go on the bike ride around. Really good bike ride. Yeah, around Tokyo. Like, few moments yeah. in that. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, I wanted to cycle up this with you, and she's like, I don't depend on you. I'll, if we if we're going on this journey, I'll help you. Yeah, yeah, so cute. And then yeah. he like says, "I love you." And sorry, will you marry the plot? Will you marry me one day? Right, that's kind of the, the, the crux of it. Like she pushes him. Yeah, like say pushes him up the hill. Um, she's a moth the hill. <laughs> Twist ending. The, um, <laughs> and the, at the top of the hill is just like, "Hi, it's Ali," and I like talking about landscapes and giving movies. <laughs> but it is like this gorgeous like sunrise scene. Like those, those pinks and blues and yellows mm. rising and taken, it just looks outstanding. There's a part of me that's like, you've only known each other for like three months, two months of which you've been out of the country. Yeah. But like, literally, if someone rode me up to the top of a hill to show me the sunrise, I'd be like, yeah, let's get married. Cool. Yeah, exactly. We're only twelve. Let's get wet. Yeah, honestly, let's Romeo and Juliet this shit right now and just end it all. Yeah, because I'm in love. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like it's. There's what's really interesting about this movie. Okay, so that that's kind of like our general plot recap. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, there's one really cute bit that she says at the end, like my favorite quote. I'm I'm glad I pushed myself. I feel like I know myself a bit better now. Oh, very, very cute. Yeah. I could learn a few things from this Aww. girl. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of like the mm-hmm. the the entirety of the film. Um, before we like get into like how much we like it, does anyone have like closing thoughts, other favourite moments that we didn't touch on, anything people wanna kind of cover off? I just wanna talk about that scene again when all the old men came in and brought all their instruments it was very good. It is so good. I loved it. It's very good, it's very wholesome. I have a thought which played me through this whole thing. Everyone oh. is so rude in this film. Everyone's telling everyone to hurry up, to do something <laughs> faster, <laughs> shouting at each other. <laughs> And it got on my goat. The baseball boy goes, hey, um, can you check me my bag? Yeah, this annoys she, me. She takes like one second to turn and be like, oh, that's the guy you fancy. He's like, hurry up, we've got places to be. 
<laughs> does someone eat the food in a funny way? Because I know that you're basing all of the laughter on the fact that it's weird that someone eats half an egg on some bread <laughs> yeah. and Dola bites some ham in a funny way. I, to be honest, when I first decided that I would cram in the food ranking yeah. to every episode of this, I was thinking of one particular scene in a film that we haven't quite got to. And then the happened, and there were two very good iconic food moments. So I was like, I was right to Iconic, yes, half an egg on a toast and ripping that ham just like completely clean off the bone. No, it wasn't that. It was in my memory. She, she was ripping off slices from a leg of ham, yeah. which is incredible. Very, very skilled. Very skilled. Can we go one podcast without mentioning that goddamn bit of ham? Why? It's on the, the top. Um, the and then it. since then, <laughs> I have been very sorely yeah. realised that there's actually not that much food in this place. <laughs> but when there is food, you do you can't take your eyes off it. And it's good. It's done well. Yeah. yeah. So where's this one? So Whisper of the Heart, we've got the good ramen. That yeah. was very good, which we haven't really seen any ramen. No, tasty. Big noodles. Like, big noodles are egg. Mm. And then egg is always big points. Yeah. And then the weird, the Mikado's, <laughs> which made us want to eat it. Yes. They go, that, surely that brings it up high. There's a high. Sorry. Um, and the... Oh, he's got so many points. The little tofu in a wrapper. I don't know what it was. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Cold tofu. <laughs> Cold tofu so in a wrapper. I'm putting Wish with the Heart 4, oh. which means it's between Only Yesterday and Pompo. Okay. What? Pompo is three. Pompo is number three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not that we have a say, of course. No. I mean, you can try, but it's not. Yeah. Good. Okay. Cool. That's that. That's food you that give me. That was the final one because the food you give me, the food podcast within this podcast. Final for this podcast. We're not killing off food you give me. We wish. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a moment in, in the coming movie if some good food appears and we'll be glad that we've got a format in which to discuss it. I love the way Eddie hasn't told us which movie it's going to be as well. Yeah, well we don't want to ruin it. Though. You just don't know. I just don't know. So no, when it appears, it's going to smack me in the face. So, to be fair, there's, there's at least two films with good foods in them. Coming up. We'll come up to that when we get there. Yeah. So uh, the next sub ranking within our this ranking system we've got, <laughs> Abby, what is that? Oh, it's the grand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grand. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to cut all that for copyright reasons. Count grand. Um. Would you like to run through the current <laughs> grand national rankings? I have that too. <laughs> Count Ram would be a vampire. It's inaudible. <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, <laughs> you two, naughty children. Sorry. Um, the current Grand National rankings are in currently eighth place. Um, I've got just written down this one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would come to find me there. We'll work backwards. In first place, Dola. Yeah. Did you not like the movie? Um, in second place, Nana Raccoon from Pompoko. Yeah. It's a test of these grams. In third place, Granny from Totoro. <laughs> in fourth place, Miss Dora from Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Fifth place, Horrible Accident and Berta <laughs> from Kiki's Delivery Service. In sixth place, Three Macbeths from yeah. um, Porco Rosso. <laughs> <Three> yeah. <Macbeths. laughs> um, in seventh place, Granny's from Only Yesterday. Nice and simple, no ambiguity there. No. And then eighth place, this one. Is maybe like some ocean, ocean waves. waves. This one's ocean waves. Was there one in ocean waves? That's yeah, this one at the bottom. Yeah. Can you... so... Yeah, they were at the bottom because there wasn't a grand. Oh, maybe. Uh... Maybe th- by this one I mean the movie, not the grand. Anyway, talk to me about talk to me about the current state of Grand National in so, the Whisper of the Heart. As we all know, there was a distinct lack of grand. Very distinct. However, 
We never specified that it was just grannies, no. grandmas. Mm-hmm. Gran could be sh- a shortened of grandma and grandpa. Yeah, it could be the grand is... national. Although yeah. someone might already have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a valid. But I think, true. yeah, I think yeah. this good, good granddad Very gets, good. So good. gets a uh, honourable yeah. mention. I'm not sure whether we should rank, rank him. him. <gasps> yes, we should. I'm kind of with okay. you. I'm kind of with you to be adding to the list as an honourable mention. Well, and then we can, we can put in brackets. Grand. Because it's the grand national. It's not the grandpa national. He's so much better than most of them. He should be. I okay. think it's top. Okay. Uh, mm, mm. No. Um, um, we didn't okay. rank... Sorry, let me take that. We didn't rank um, Uncle Grandpa Tom from Laputa. No, because there was a grand in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. But um, we, haven't we been doing joint grands anyway? Yeah, we've got, mul- we've got multiple yeah, grands yeah, for different, yeah. different movies. So Dodo gets like all the points for that anyway. Yeah. If we were to add Uncle Grandpa Tom... It's Pom. It's Pom. Rachel, it's Uncle Pom. We have this Uncle, conversation. It's not Uncle Tom, is it? But if we don't add in the ones with the rocks, right? Who loves those? Yeah, yeah. the rocks. Which, yeah. Shoot, they would still be top. So yeah, but these. Okay, okay. So theoretically, if we're gonna add in this grandpa to the Grand National, he'd come after the nanny raccoon I would say and oh, before granny yeah fair fair I'm with you I'm with um, you and I also think those other old men that he's in the throuple with also should come into yeah. that as well yeah. great musicianship let's move on to the final ranking in this podcast oh, um, so the current rankings as they stand today are in 8th place surprising no one Ocean Waves yeah in 7th place I'm heartbroken, but it's a democracy. <laughs> Porco Rosso. In sixth place, Laputa Cast in the Sky. In fifth place, Only Yesterday. In fourth place, Grave of the Fireflies. In third place, My Neighbor Totoro. And in second place, Geeky's Delivery Service, which means currently the reigning champion of this podcast, as of last week, is Pompoco. Where do we think? What are we feeling? Where, what are we going to do with Whisper the Heart? Okay, for me, uh, I would say it needs to go in fourth. That's between Grave of Fireflies Ooh. and My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah, completely I don't think agree. it was good as My Neighbor. I don't think it touches the top three. I do think it was a heartwarming. Yeah. But I think it just kind of missed, like, it didn't have enough of that magic that I crave. Yeah. Good yeah. It was the Very best realism one. Mm. Yeah. And it, like, trumps like, all of the realism ones, which for me then. Bumps it up to four. Mm. I don't know if it should be third, fourth, or fifth. Oh. So oh, I... Do you think it bumps Totoro down? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, um... So this is, like, like we were saying at the beginning, I was a movie that I hadn't seen before, that you haven't mm-hmm. seen before, that I'm not seen before, but, like, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Like, it kind of... I feel like the sentiment around Whisper the Heart is that, like, it's good, but it's a bit cutesy and a bit, like, doesn't have a, maybe as much... Dramatic weight to it. Maybe that's be- maybe it's biased because it's not a Miyazaki or Takahata directed mm-hmm. movie. And we did just watch Pompoko, which is like, yeah, such yeah. a big story. Yeah, it but, hasn't but, like shoved, no, not shoved, but it hasn't um, driven home the idea of environmentalism yeah. or any of those like big things that we use. It's, sm- it's a smaller story, right? Smaller story, yeah, exactly. Um, but but it is a smaller story that's more successful than obviously more successful than Ocean Waves. I think it's very similar. There's some big similarities between this and Only Yesterday. They both deal mm-hmm. with like. Childhood and growing up, and adolescence, and what that means. Um, I think it, I think I like this movie more than Ocean um, Only Yesterday. 
Um, I don't know whether I like it. Well, I know. I, I don't think this movie should go above Grave of the Fireflies. I think gre- I think this is a fifth. You just say now guilt though. No, I just think Grave of the Fireflies I think, is so traumatic. I think Grave is, so, is like, it's is a very different style story. And this, we've kind of run up against this a lot. Like, how do we rank Grave against these other ones? Because it feels mm. like such a different. It's just such a different tone. The storytelling is so different. Um, well, I think a lot of it comes down to enjoyment as well. Yeah, and, and I think I enjoyed Grave of the Fireflies more than I enjoyed this. Yeah, movie. even though I enjoyed Grave of the Fireflies in its own way, I much preferred watching this film. Mm. Okay, so it made me feel more things. Eddie, what do you think? Yeah, no, it comes down to you, Ed. No pressure. Why would you be drawn? Well, no, I well, I think it either goes, I think it goes third or fourth, which either way means it goes fourth. Yeah, so no, no, I don't want to come down. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what was making you think you liked it more than Totoro? I, if you were to put it I really like Totoro. Well, I think it's just like a lot of iconicity, whereas this yeah. one, and like, it doesn't really say, a, like, it says a bit. Like, there's, a, there's some sort of bits of like nature stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this one, like, had so much like really subtle and really like. Messages that you never see, yeah. In I and mean, we haven't seen in these ones yeah. so far about like the whole imposter syndrome thing and yeah. like and her just uh, not knowing what she wants to do and why are you smiling at me? Ed like this likes this film because he's writing a book. Mm. Okay, moment. yeah. So he can relate to it. He's not built moved into like a desolate house and has to do it up, and that's why he resonates yeah, with this more well, than it. Yeah, maybe if I moved but into a desolate house and hasn't had a bath with my dad, well, I think there is something really resonant about like the the creativity stuff in the story. I think it does like it, it, it does something different, and I think it does. I think if we if Ghibli never makes. Kiki's delivery service. This movie looks very different because I think there's big similarities between the way that Kiki's handles mm. Kiki's, Kiki's handles like growing up and taking on responsibility and deciding mm. what you want to do and forging your own path. I think actually there are some real strong similarities there. This is mm. kind of Kiki's delivery service meets only yesterday in some ways. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I th- I get you. I think it does have a, a strong message. Uh, but me- and I think it's interesting that this is a movie that has a really clear structure as well. Like I think it takes a long time to get to its third and final kind of piece, but Compared to Totoro, compared to like Laputa and and, and Kiki's as well, like it, it's very like there's a beginning, middle, end, and it's quite nice and like wrapped up and neat. Um, mm. That said, I don't think it's I don't I, I agree with you. I don't think it is better than Totoro. But I think it's. it's no, I don't think it is better than Totoro. Uh, so who thinks it's better than Only Yesterday then? That's all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Who thinks it's better than Grave of Fireflies? The three of you. The three of us. Um, who thinks it's better than Totoro? Just said. Just said. Okay, so. Yeah. It's going in fourth place, which means the new rankings are in ninth place, Ocean Waves, in eighth place, Porco Rosso, in seventh place, Laugh to Cut from the Sky, in sixth place, Only Yesterday, in fifth place, Go with the Fireflies, in fourth place, My Neighbor Totoro. No. Which means the final rankings are in ninth place, Ocean Waves, in eighth place, Porco Rosso, in seventh place, Laugh to Cut from the Sky, in sixth place, Only Yesterday, in fifth place, Grave of the Fireflies in fourth place Whisper the Heart mm-hmm. in third place My Name is Totoro in second place Kiki's Delivery Service and in still in first place as the reigning champion a big upset I think is Pompoko big upset I think I think if you at the beginning of this podcast if you'd have been like um, this raccoon ball th- film is going to come out this far into the movie I would have yeah. said I'll take Kiki's is going to be top still yeah. I'm so excited to see what's going We're not even halfway through. We're not even, we've got so many good movies coming up next. Speaking yeah, of coming up, what's next week's movie, Ali? Next week's movie is um, 
Like the big ultimate classic and uh, uh, an Abby Kendall favourite. Mm-hmm. It is Princess Mononoke. Um, I hope everyone's um, excited for a dramatic reading of my uh, undergrad dissertation. Yeah, yeah. people that didn't know, Abby basically uh, got her degree on the back of Princess Mononoke, <laughs> wrote her final dissertation on it. Um, so I'm very excited to kind of like dig into it. I think it's like, it's obviously it's great. such an amazing film and very no different spoilers, again. No um, so yeah, really excited to kind of see what happens. Um, and on that note, we will see you next time. Abby, what, what time is it? I'm going to get it right this time. Um, you is guys... It? We've got a cat bus to catch. Oh, it's here. Happy Rose to the place where I belong. West Virginia.